Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Live Bet Saturday on vSEN, the sports betting network. It is Live Bet Saturday, presented by BetMGM. I am Jonathan Von Tobel in the wintry lands of Chicago. That would be Danny Burke. Although, um, according to our producer, Elliot, it has been a, a frigid, frozen tundra out here and uh, balmy and warm out there in the Windy City. Um, not the case. What is it like? Is it cold yet? Oh. 60s, and it got up to 70s yesterday. It's a little rainy and windy these past two days, but it's still in the 60s. Uh, look, apparently we're supposed to get snow this upcoming week, just the volatility of the uh, Chicago weather. So uh, you can enjoy it while it lasts. But you guys will be laughing at us soon enough, even though I, I guess we got you beat today. Do you ever, when it's like especially cold and windy and there's like that sleet mix that's like blasting in the face, do you ever curse your ancestors for settling in such a ridiculous <laughs> area of the country? Yeah, pretty much cursing a lot of things at that point and then just try to hibernate as much as possible. And then, you know, you use it for excuses not to go out, not to go to the gym. And you're like, look at the weather outside. How am I going to do anything? So sometimes oh. it has its pros, but more often, yes, it's just curses left and right, especially when your car gets stuck in an alley in the snow. Uh, that is no fun. I'll tell you that much. I, uh, I've saved this bullet for a really long time, but uh, follow Danny Burke on Twitter. Quite the socialist. Uh, I was going to say socialist. Social social butterfly. I don't want to accuse you of such a thing. Uh, I uh, I sit back and I see Danny. I'm like, wow, he's out again. Look at all these friends. I just need one friend. That's all I would like. All right, updates. I'm your friend. Yeah, that's true, but you're not out here, so I have nobody to hang out with. Uh, all right, updates when it comes to college football and the scoreboards. Uh, not a lot. I will say Army had a big play. 
I believe it was through the air. So they're up on, they're into the end zone. We got two minutes left or a little bit less to go in the first half. They were a one and a half point favorite with a seven to three lead in game total of 30 and a half. Uh, that shootout that I was talking about between Texas A&M and Florida bullets continue to fly. It is a 17 all score here. Texas A&M one and a half point favorite with a total of 72 and a half in their matchup here. TCU, Texas Tech remaining scoreless pretty much after they trade field goals. So it is 10-10 right now. And we're actually getting defense here, Danny. We had a tackle for loss. Actually, there was a sack, excuse me, in the backfield. So Max Duggan goes down. His Heisman candidacy just just flailing in the wind at this point right now. Um, (laughs) But this has been, a by a Big 12 standard, a slugfest right now. Texas Tech, though, uh, still an underdog. Five and a half points, though. So now we're at the point, as the Red Raiders continue to show some pluckiness, Dan, if you want to have TCU, but you didn't want to lay a big number, we're well under the pre-flop number here, and you can only lay five, you can only lay five and a half in this spot as they face a second and eighteen. But it is pretty cheap on TCU. But as as somebody who's watched this, we always talk about these classic buy signs that we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have not seen that, I think at least, from TCU. No missed big plays, right? Uh, no like fluke plays that have gone in Texas Tech's favor. You could actually make the argument, Danny, as you saw that ridiculous punt return. The fluke plays have gone in favor of TCU. That is not an offensive touchdown that's on the board for the Horned Frogs. It's a special teams touchdown. They have been held down pretty strongly here by the Red Raiders. Yeah, and I haven't kept my eye as closely on this game as you have, but you were talking about this total in the defense that shockingly has been displayed in this spot. Is there a point in this game where you would almost live bet the over? Because right now you see it at 61 and a half, and I know you mentioned the one touchdown for TCU was You know, the return, which is a tad bit fluky, but at some point you would imagine these offenses wake up. Is is there a point where you'd maybe jump in or based on what you've seen, is it just not worth it? I haven't really seen anything uh, that would make me think that TCU is going to like to start to erupt here. Now, the thing that I think would give you confidence is that we have eight games of sample size that says TCU leads the league or leads the country in touchdowns of 50 or more yards and that they're probably going to find their, you know, feng shui at some point and probably start to find the end zone with uh, regularity. But as far as what we have seen today, I've seen nothing that would give you the thought that they're going to continue, that they're going to find it at least today. Like, I mean, for example, you know, we just watched them on second and eighteen. Max Duggan, who keep in mind, I should note this. Remember at the end of that game last week against West Virginia, he was dealing with like some calf issues. I don't know if it was cramps or whatnot. He had to put the compression socks on at the end of that game. He has not looked as explosive. Texas Tech at one point ran like a nice little defensive line stunt, and they caught him as he was trying to go up the middle. And uh, usually he kind of gets out of those, but he was corralled for about a loss or right at the line of scrimmage. And just now, on a second and 18, he tried to find his receiver out in the flat and completely threw it into the dirt, and that was going to that fell incomplete. Duggan hasn't exactly looked the same, and that comes on the heels of the way he looked at the end of that West Virginia game, you know? And that would give me a, a little bit of nervousness if I was looking to back the Horned Frogs or already had. I guess, sorry, I, I'm looking at this Iowa-Purdue game just to, you know, steer clear. Aiden O'Connell looks like the worst version of himself I've ever seen. He's had two overthrows now, one with a wide-open guy in the middle. The other was a check down to his halfback, oh, and he smokes. completely missed him and threw another pick. It wasn't even close as they were driving. Like, I, I don't know what I'm seeing out of him right now. This is the worst performance out of maybe a Big Ten quarterback. And that's saying a lot because we have watched a lot of Iowa games. But my goodness, this kid has looked awful today. There's no excuse for the throw he just made. You're, you're, I, so if you're looking at this game, I was up 14 nothing. Purdue's defense isn't that great. You know, I'm stuck on this Purdue bet. I, I feel terrible about it. I, I know I'm probably not winning it because they didn't score on that drive. 
But my goodness, has Aiden O'Connell just crapped the bed, to put it politely, JB. I was going to say, I, I know being, it's a kid's show. I think you're being kind because uh, the interception <laughs> that he just threw, it looked like he thought the Iowa linebacker was his teammate. Like he, yeah. <laughs> Benson was just sitting there. He was sitting in the zone like he was supposed to, and Aiden O'Connell just pitched it right to him. They're reviewing, I, I would assume they're reviewing whether or not it hit the ground before he corralled it because it was a, a catch that was pretty low to the ground. But that was really bad. If that's going to stand, yeah. that's a that's an atrocious interception. It's the second time he did it. The other time he had a guy like 20 yards downfield, like at least that one he can make a little excuse because he got rid of it quick. But there was still no one in the vicinity. It was just a safety back deep. So I don't know what's going on in his head right now and if he's got woes against Iowa for whatever reason. But yeah, it's been it's been all Iowa, and I'm sure they'll tack on another score here because Purdue's defense has looked terrible these last two possessions. Uh, I, I got to find out. So there's, so there's two things I got to find out. First off, uh, there was a Texas Tech player that was walking off the field and going back to the locker room with injury. I did not see who it was, so I'll make sure if uh, if that's somebody of note, which I would assume it is, considering the uh, camera following him back. We will see if um, you can get an update there. And also mentioned TCU being out of sorts, Dan. Right now, Duggan, he actually extends a play with his leg, steps up into the pocket, finds his receiver, and it's just completely dropped. Uh, so TCU right now, completely out of sorts, at least uh, early on in this game. And T uh, Texas Tech is going to get a really solid punt return out to about midfield. So uh, Texas Tech in very good position at this point right now. All right. Uh, oh, that was Morton, huh? Okay, so I get the update. Uh, that was, um, that was uh, I can't, I'm terrible with his name. Uh, Baron Morton, uh, who went back there. That would be the starting quarterback for Texas Tech. So um, I saw his number. I did not think that it was Morton. So I feel great being a Texas Tech uh, backer here. Now, I will say this. The, Texas Tech has had a lot of quarterback issues. It has been all over the place when it comes to the inconsistencies of play for these guys. I don't know if there's a massive difference between Morton and whoever is going to come in to spell him here. So we'll see if there is. Uh, but I know that Lombardi likes one of these guys on this roster. So maybe, just maybe. I will be in good hands. But again, 10-10, and you do generally see when a quarterback goes down, market rushes to back the other side. We'll see if that's going to be the case here uh, in-game today. All right, one more update. Do you have your eyes on this? Because I do not. Now, maybe I'll ask uh, to get this put on. Do you know what's going on with Northwestern and Ohio State? Because the Buckeyes so are still scoreless. I was just going to ask you about that. Yeah, I, I need an update on this because I might have to make you uh, do a little run to the counter here if Ohio State's going to be looking like they have been. What's what's going on? you got to fill me in a little bit. So at this point right now, and again, I haven't watched this game, but we can go through what we've seen from a play log standpoint. Uh, the first drive ended at the, new, uh, the Northwestern 47, and that was a punt that ended up for a touchback. They gave up a nine-play, 80-yard drive, so you're kind of normal right now, and we've talked about this before. It was the second drive for Northwestern, but still, uh, you're only, at that point, 12 plays into the game, so probably still part of the game script for the Northwestern offense. They go nine plays, 80 yards. They score a touchdown. Since then, we've had a three-and-out for um, Ohio State, a four-and-out for Ohio State because they went for it on a fourth-and-one from their own 40, uh, and then another four-play drive. They had a first down on their first drive but then had to punt it away this offense, now again, I haven't watched this play to play, so I can't tell you if some of these incomplete passes from Stroud are absolute dimes that have been dropped, right, in wide open territory, whatever it is, because if that's going to be the case, maybe there's some positive regression coming here. But at this point right now, Danny, like, Northwestern defensively has done their job. They have held Ohio State to 0-6 on third downs. They turned them away on one fourth down. They allowed them to convert another. Uh, they have held C.J. Stroud to 4 of 12 and 3 yards per pass. And right now on 10 attempts, Ohio State is averaging just 2.6 yards per carry. That's 26 total yards. Uh, this at 
oh, look, I don't know if sustainable is the right term, but staying inside of a big number and performing well defensively, Northwestern is doing it, and there doesn't seem to be any signs that this is something that is going to regress anytime soon. Yeah, and look, I mean, we've talked about this with Ohio State. We were clamoring about it last week, and you know, I was trying to get you in on that game against Penn State, and it took a while, but Ohio State did come through and end up, like we were saying earlier in this show, almost covering that pre-flop number. So we hit our live bet spots, and then I, I, I said it seriously, but didn't actually expect it that if Northwestern kept this close, or you know, maybe got out to the early lead, that we'd do it again with Ohio State. But this has been like going out for a little bit too long to where it kind of makes you a little bit uncomfortable. If if you're a fan of Ohio State, I mean, if you took the pre-flop spread, I don't know what to tell you right now. But again, if you haven't touched anything yet and you are available to bet this in your jurisdiction, I, what, JVT, is the line like 12 and a half now or something like that, I think? So if you're able to get under two touchdowns, it may take a while, but I don't think it's going to hold up for long just knowing how good Ohio State is, how quickly they can flip a switch, and really just how bad Northwestern is. Like, yeah, they'll give you a gritty fight here and there because Pat Fitzgerald always has his guys ready to go to some degree, but then the talent will overcome them, and Ohio State will still probably win this game by double digits. So if you're getting under 14, I would suggest laying it with the Buckeyes. You speak it into existence, it just went to 13.5, shaded to the Ohio State side at minus 115. Uh, and uh, right now, total 41 and a half, heavily shaded to the under at minus 140. Tyler Shuck is in a quarterback for Texas Tech. Uh, that name might sound familiar. That would be the former Oregon quarterback who actually came into the season as the expected starting quarterback, but injuries derailed it. So it might not be the worst position to be in here for Texas Tech. But we'll keep an eye on that as they are on their backup quarterback here in this matchup against TCU. We continue to move on here on Live Bet Saturday. Don't go anywhere. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. This is Live Bet Saturday on vSEN, the sports betting network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one 800 522 4,700. Back here on Live Bet Saturday. All right. We had it. It happened. The first iteration of the college football playoff rankings. I know. I have to know this. Uh, were you were you sitting there with bated breath waiting for the program to start, Danny? Were you all excited to see what the committee was going to do with their first crack at their rankings this season? Uh, I was more of the I will wait and see everybody freak out on Twitter what? and assess it from that standpoint. Yeah, I wasn't on the edge of my seat. Sorry. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Also because I was just stuck with my children. I was like, I need to watch something. This is driving me nuts. Um, <laughs> no, look, it was a, it's a decent program. It, it gets ratings for a reason. People think that it matters. Mm-hmm. And I think this ties into what we're talking about here today, uh, which generally in the betting world, right, if you can get an idea – of how teams look in the grand scheme of things when it comes to a national championship, uh, then, you know, hey, maybe there's some value in it. I would say this, uh, and I don't know where you stand on it, Danny, I think these these football playoff rankings, one through however many they do up until the final one, mean absolutely nothing. Their criteria change on a week-to-week basis. Their criteria change on a team-to-team basis in a single week. Let me take you through this, for example. So we see in front of us, if we could put them back up, the top 10, right, for the college football playoff ranking. Tennessee is number one. Ohio State is number two. Georgia is number three. Clemson was the shocker at number four for a lot of people, for whatever reason. Michigan at number five. Alabama at six. TCU seven. Oregon eight. USC nine. And LSU 10. So let's focus on, for me, two things when it came to these top 10 rankings. The first of which is Clemson at number four. So putting Clemson at number four would clearly tell you, above Michigan, by the way, that they value, in that sense, 
Clemson's strength of schedule. Their non-conference opponents and their opponents and wins up to that point have meant more than what Michigan has played because they played absolutely nobody. Their schedule has stunk up to this point outside of some relatively strong, solid wins that we have seen, which would be, of course, the Penn State matchup uh, being, I I would say, at the top of the list right now for Michigan, unless I'm missing a a win uh, that I can't think of right now. But regardless, Michigan's strength of schedule hasn't been that good. Clemson's, while they've been barely getting by, their strength of schedule matters, resume matters, so let's put Clemson ahead of Michigan. And then you get to Alabama number six ahead of TCU. I don't think there's a question that Alabama is better than TCU. But there, I don't think there's a question, Danny, that TCU's schedule and the resume that they have built to this point in terms of victories, I don't think there's a question that it's been better than Alabama's. So even in that little four-team tier that we're talking about, you see a skew in terms of, yes, for these two teams, Clemson and Michigan, resume matters. Strength of schedule matters. Right. But for Alabama, TCU, it doesn't matter. And so which one is it? Thus, my original point, these playoff rankings don't matter until we get to the end. Is that is that a fair criticism of what we have seen here? Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's something to get more views, more attention, ratings, all of that, and to give us more topics to talk about, right? And I get why they have to do it, and I'm glad they do it. I don't have a problem with it. But, yeah, I wouldn't go stir-crazy over it if you're a Michigan fan and they're right outside or if you're a TCU and you're outside. Like, I, I get that there may be some disrespect, but you also do have to understand the preconceived notion of the teams going into the season, how they perform that far up to this point rather. And you know, whatever one loss a team may have like in Alabama and how that went down and you know, what's to be expected out of a team like a TCU. So I'm not ready to stress out about this or freak out about it or anything like that. I do think the thing that would make you scratch your head the most would be the Clemson versus Michigan rankings. If anything, I don't have personally an issue with Alabama being over TCU. I, I guess if you're a Horn Frog fan, you would be clamoring for them to be above them. But let's be honest, if they played each other, I think we know how that would go down. But then, like you were kind of mentioning, that draws criticism to how each team is conducted and rated by this committee. So, yeah, I mean, there's still plenty of time to go. Um, at the end of the day, too, I look, Clemson's got a big game today against Notre Dame, which I know we'll talk about. Now, Michigan still has to look ahead to Ohio State. So there's a lot of things that you got to recognize what is going to maybe happen down in the remaining games of the season. And look, Ohio State right now is struggling with Northwestern. So a lot can be said for each team. Nothing is set in stone. Nothing is going to be definitive for quite some time. Right, and and that's why these don't matter. And like, let's talk yeah. about like TCU for example. I mean, what 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 is going to be interesting as we move forward is again, it doesn't matter where TCU's at at this point right now. My issue is again, it's just you can see in just the top ten alone that they have no idea what they're doing, and they're just sliding their scale in terms of how they're ranking these teams. Um, undefeated TCU with a conference championship. Does that get into the playoff over a one like a one loss uh, Alabama, whatever it is, or how that goes on, uh, or whatever SEC team would be, you know, one loss without a conference championship? Like those are the questions that they'll have to answer on their own. At this point, right now, it doesn't really mean anything, and um, it, you don't really get to infer much out of some of these. And like even going further down, like I'll read you this. Tell me what you think of this resume: wins over Southern, Mississippi State, New Mexico, Auburn, Florida and Ole Miss. Outside of Ole Miss, what's the best win there for this team? Yeah, I, I mean, it really isn't one there. You make a good point. Because that's LSU. LSU is a top yeah, 10 team, uh, right? But at the same time, here's the conspiracy. Are you ready for it? ESPN yeah. tied into the college football playoff rankings. They're just happening to go to he- go head-to-head with who today? 
oh, that's right, Alabama, LSU, and ESPN head-to-head with Tennessee, Georgia, matchup of number one in the college football playoff ranking and number one in the AP poll. Hey, let's make LSU a top-10 team so that we can say we have a top-10 matchup on ESPN today to go head-to-head with Tennessee and Georgia. Full conspiracy. Come on. These don't matter. I buy into it. I hear you. <laughs> so Full circle, baby. Right. Uh, and, and regardless, when you see all these teams, I will say this when it comes to the futures, and let's we can dovetail, like we can go straight into Clemson-Notre Dame with this. I will say that I think that there's something that we're kind of missing with Clemson. You and I both bet them here today, yeah. right? You you bet Clemson today? Yep. So what I, what I think is, like, look, DJU deserved to get uh, benched in that game against Syracuse. He wasn't playing very well, and uh, Kate Klubnik comes in, leads him to a victory. We all know how that ends. But Clemson had also been winning and covering games at a relatively easy rate before that matchup with Syracuse. DJU had actually been at the top of the of the country in terms of like big time throws. His PFF passing grade has still been really solid up to this point. And like I think we're kind of like Clemson's just sitting there lurking, Danny. And sure, maybe they meet up with a North Carolina in the ACC championship game. Does the ACC really look that? Uh, challenging at this point right now. North Carolina's down 14-10, about to hit halftime against Virginia. They're still going to be, I would say, a relatively decent favorite to win this conference and go undefeated as they move forward if they get this win on the road against Notre Dame. I think Clemson's lurking around, and you can get them in the range of 16, some spots 20-1. to I don't know if Clemson can beat the likes of Georgia, Alabama, or Tennessee, but I'll say all of those teams, and actually except for Tennessee, and yeah, Tennessee defensively, they've all shown their flaws, right, Danny? I mean, Alabama went on the road and barely got by Texas without Quinn Ewers. We saw Georgia scuffle around with Kent State and Missouri. Is it really that far-fetched to think Clemson, if they take care of business today in the range of like 16 or 20 to 1, really wouldn't be able to match up with those teams? No, I don't think it's crazy to think that. I guess one counter argument would be in some of those spots where those top teams haven't looked great, you know, maybe you come in kind of complacent into that spot, knowing that you're just going to absolutely dominate and then it doesn't necessarily transpire. But at the end of the day, these are still kids. There's going to be flaws all over the place. There's a ton of turnovers with these top programs that will probably affect them on a game-to-game basis. But you're right. I mean, Clemson has it set up perfectly if they can get past Notre Dame tonight, which you and I think they can. North Carolina, talk about flaws. They have an immense amount of flaws on the defensive side of the ball, and I don't have confidence in them going up against the Clemson, considering if we think Clemson beats Notre Dame tonight, Notre Dame did a pretty good number with Pine as their quarterback against North Carolina. So it's hard to kick Clemson out of the door if they end up with their undefeated record. I get they haven't looked that smooth, but because they built up that stature for themselves with Dabo Sweeney and what we thought of them coming into this season. And I mean, maybe that differentiates, but depending on who you ask, but you know, Clemson has kind of earned that right. If they go undefeated to give them in that top four slot, because of what we've seen them do in the past, despite what may be a favorable schedule. I don't necessarily think they're a top four team of the country, but you got to be honest with yourself. That's probably not how the committee is going to view it if they go undefeated. And you talk about value. Look, what'd you say, 16 to one? Yeah, hard to ignore it. I get it. If you're looking at it from that value standpoint and potentially just going to hedge, depending on what that matchup could be, especially if it's against the Tennessee who, yeah, has looked like the number one team in the country, JVT, but also a team that is in a new space who could absolutely choke in a big spot like that. You'll be feeling pretty good with that ticket. So I don't hate the thought process. I'm just not as tempted to jump in there, but I wouldn't talk anybody out of it. 
Yeah, DJU right now, uh, when it comes to at least, this is one metric, uh, but his PFF passing grade is an 83. That's on a scale of 100. It's pretty solid. Turnover-worthy play rate of only 1.8%. Again, he's taking care of the football. Uh, you know, the bad game against Syracuse, but we'll see how it goes moving forward. And as you mentioned, the most important part, uh, Clemson's schedule going forward, uh, Louisville, South Carolina, Miami, not in that order in the ACC championship game. Uh, they got a pretty clear path if they take care of business today. All right, we'll get to that matchup in a little bit more detail. We have plenty left to get to as well. Michael Calabrese is going to join us next, though, here on Live Bet Saturday. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. What's up, folks? Welcome back in. Remember, you too can become a VSIN pro. Just subscribe. Get pro tools, pro picks at a glance, and pro tips. 99 bucks gets you everything we do through the Super Bowl. That, of course, includes our upcoming college basketball betting guide, our Super Bowl betting guide, our World Cup betting guide, our Super Bowl betting guide, and a lot of other stuff. How about our daily write ups in the NBA, NHL, and uh, as much as there is left? Major League Baseball. Get all that and more. 99 bucks through the Super Bowl. VSIN.com slash subscribe. All right. Let's welcome in our next be- uh, our next guest. Nice enough to give Danny and myself some time today. Michael Calabrese is uh, here with us. Of course, college football analyst for the Action Network. Uh, Michael, it's always good to talk to you. So let's start. I want to start with the game that you are on and monitoring because I do think it's part of a bigger topic that is worth expanding on a little bit. James Madison, Louisville. Uh, walk people through what you're looking at here and what you're waiting for. So Louisville obviously has been heating up in their last four games, 33 points, 34, 24, and 48, that pick six parade against Wake Forest. But Malik Cunningham is certainly adding to what was already an explosive running game in his last five starts. He has 10 rushing touchdowns. But for this game, you need two to tango to go over a number you know, north of 50, and it really comes down to the availability of Todd Santeo, the James Madison starting quarterback. He has an oblique injury, which is one of those difficult injuries for anyone who bets baseball. It could be a weekend series you miss. You could end up missing three months. And because of that, their coaching staff has been very cagey about it. Although, if you follow closely along on Twitter, the beat reporter for James Madison spotted him in a closed practice with his number one jersey on full pads running the offense. So I would still advocate waiting till right before kick, see if they tip their hand in the telecast saying that he's going to be the quarterback. Because if he is, this is a strong lean on the over. So can I add that really quickly? So the the point about the telecast, um, out here in Las Vegas, Doug Brumfield, the starting quarterback for UNLV, suffered a concussion uh, in a game against San Jose State. And in their next matchup, uh, the coaching staff, same thing, right? Didn't want to say anything. There's like, ah, it's a neck injury. It's fine. They, we're up in the press box. The telecast starts. And on the telecast, it says concussion, Brumfield, out. They actually have the information. So paying attention to the telecast, it might seem like a simple thing. It actually does help because sometimes uh, these TV guys get the information from them. Yeah, it's interesting. Everyone kind of plays things a little bit differently. Some some betters believe that they have value earlier in the week. Certainly when it comes to injuries in the college landscape, there's so many different protocols and some coaching staffs are very open with the media. Others are not. James Madison has played this close to the vest. So I do believe that if you're going to get any information, it'll be minutes before kickoff. All right, Michael, let's go to the SEC. Talk a little bit of Bama and LSU. JVT and I have been talking about this one. Everybody's going to be excited for it. I was thinking about getting involved, didn't end up doing it. So I'm looking for you to convince me here, my friend. What should we be looking at for a bet between Brian Kelly and Nick Saban? 
This one really popped off the page as a potential over to me. I mean, the LSU defense does not create a lot of havoc. They're 78th nationally, but they do give up a lot of explosive plays. They're 90th in that department out of 131 FBS teams. But as I mentioned with the Louisville-James Madison game, you need two to tango on and over, and Jane Daniels is definitely pulling his weight. If you pull out that Auburn game in his last five where you're still sharing snaps and series with Garrett Nussmeyer, he has just been absolutely on fire. His QBR in those other four games, 79.8, averaging 294 yards through the air. And they've scored 90 points in the last two weeks with him accounting for 11 total touchdowns. Now, I know Alabama, from a metrics perspective, looks pretty strong defensively. But if you pull out their games against elite quarterback play, Hendon Hooker was able to throw it all over the yard on them. And even Texas, with the combination of Quinn Ewers and Hudson Card, they were able to pass for just shy of 300 yards against the Crimson Tide. So I think the the tape has already been you know produced in terms of moving the ball through the air against Alabama. I think LSU is going to be able to score close to 28 points in this game. And I just don't think that they have the horses to keep up with an Alabama offense that is in proving as Bryce Young is getting right, you know, in terms of his health. I know that they they forced him back a little bit early, but I think any remnants of that shoulder joint injury is now behind him. So let's stay in the conference then, the big game of the day. Uh, Number one versus number one, Tennessee versus Georgia. Is this correlated? You're playing this over, so walk us through that. I was I've been kind of making the case, Michael, that this like where this total ends up is kind of correlated a little bit to the side. Like I think Tennessee would prefer an open and quick paced and high scoring affair. Georgia would prefer a little bit of a slow paced kind of slug out. Do you am I am I right in that thinking? And you're playing this over, correct? I am playing this over, and I do think that's that's true. I think that Kirby Smart is probably going to go back to his roots a little bit, and this may look more like the Georgia team of last year as opposed to the offensive juggernaut at times they've been this season. But here's the thing about Georgia. They clearly, from the metrics perspective, they're first in offensive success rate, fourth in defensive success rate, but they just don't get teams off schedule and make things chaotic in the backfield. They're 82nd in havoc, and now no Nolan Smith, He was one of their team leaders in sacks. They only have 11 sacks in eight games, which is kind of a shocking statistic to look at a team that has such a talent um, advantage at so many positions in the front seven. So the fact that they're not going to be able to get a lot of pressure on Hendon Hooker, I think that's bad news in this game. And if Tennessee is able to speed things up and jump out to a lead here, Georgia's going to have no choice but to go to the air and move the ball. And Tennessee, as we know, 78th in defensive uh, pass success rate. And honestly, I think their defensive numbers when it comes to stopping the run have really been inflated just by game flow. So many teams have had to abandon the run early in games. You saw that against Kentucky last week. The first few drives, Chris Rodriguez is moving the ball. They're looking well-balanced offensively. But as soon as the roof fell in on them and it was all on Will Levis, then Tennessee was able to you know, schematically kind of cover up some of their warts in their secondary. I don't see that against a, a Georgia offense that is incredibly balanced. And also... When you talk about scout team, you know, matchups, a fast quarterback, sometimes you can put a wide receiver, a quarterback, you know, during the scout week, you can't do anything to replicate these tight ends in Georgia. There's no one on your roster that's as big and as fast as Washington and Bowers. And I think because of that, you're going to see probably the best coach game for Georgia this season, where they're going to find mismatches all around the field and be able to play them both in the slot and all the way out towards the sideline. Just some real issues from an X's and O's perspective. And on the other side, Georgia's going to have issues as well because you can't really disguise too many coverages because of what Tennessee does with their wide receivers. They play them so close to the sideline, you can't necessarily confuse Hendon Hooker in terms of the coverages that you're playing because if you're playing man, it's clear as day with those uh, wide receivers spread out so wide. You saw these issues with the prolific Baylor offenses from the mid-2010s. you know, 2010s. 
Michael, any other game that's standing out to you in the remaining slate, whether it's something you've been waiting for a better number to jump into or a bet that you're looking at going, ah, I, I like this team, but I'm going to wait for a better in-game spot. Is there a game that stands out to you in those categories? I certainly like Clemson here. I think they're already priced um, pretty lucratively against Notre Dame. I, I got them at three and a half earlier in the week. But as the weather conditions deteriorate in the Midwest and you see the impact it's having in the Ohio State Northwestern game, I think this plays into Clemson's hands because what did DJU do in the offseason? He lost 30 pounds so he could be a, a better, more decisive runner. And I think if they utilize him 10 to 15 times in read option, RPO option in this game, short passing game. I think that's going to accentuate some of his skill set. And Notre Dame certainly doesn't have that same you know threat in terms of the quarterback running the football. So when you mix that in with a Clemson defensive front, if they don't have to worry about the pass, which shockingly has kind of been their issue in their secondary this year, if it's just their front seven against Notre Dame's you know running offense, I think that is a huge advantage for the Tigers. I may end up doubling down if they end up going down three or seven early in this game, but I still think there's plenty of value in that three, four, five range with Clemson laying the points. Yeah, I would agree. I think we're in agreement there. And what have you made of Notre Dame? Because Danny and I were talking about this. So my perspective on Clemson has been, I think we're kind of like missing something with Clemson in that, like when you look at their actual output, they were winning and covering games up until the Syracuse contest. DJU had been playing well. And on the flip side, I watched Notre Dame. This has been a team that has, I think, been less than impressive. They were eh against UNLV and their third string quarterback, essentially. Against Syracuse, they got to play the backup and ended up pulling away. For, for me, it was also a market thing where I just think the market's kind of low on, on Clemson after we saw them against Syracuse, not realizing they had shown real improvements before that game. Sometimes it can seem like sour grapes when gamblers say, you know, a single play had so much of an impact on my bet. And, you know, it, it was the right, I was on the right side, but just, you know, I had some bad turnover luck. That Clemson-Syracuse game, that fumble inside the five, yep. that's a 14-point swing. That game probably is completely different. DJU probably doesn't get pulled. He's someone with kind of a, a delicate ego and confidence you know, streak right now. But I really think you can make a strong argument that they win that game going away if they score in that spot and make Syracuse one-dimensional. And I, I'm glad that you brought up some of Notre Dame's issues, you know, what they put on tape this year. They also, the loss to Stanford and a, you know, a single-possession win against Cal who Oregon just showed us who Cal is at this point. So I agree. I think Notre Dame is overvalued in the market and a team that's always a public team. You always have a lot of casual gambler money coming in. I think that's inflated this point spread by two to three points. Michael Calabrese, again, college football analyst, the Action Network. And Michael, I'm glad you brought that up because I did bet Clemson in that game against Syracuse, and I do feel like if that game, that possession <laughs> had gone another way, I'm covering that thing. It's good to talk to you, man. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. Have a great Saturday. You got it. Yeah, I'll never, uh, I'll die uh, on my deathbed. I'll pull my two children in close and I'll say, I should have covered that game against Syracuse back in 2022. And then I'll die. I won't tell them I love them with my final breath. I'll tell them that. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have plenty left to get to. Halftime, uh, Northwestern Ohio State. Uh, you could tell the weather is playing a factor here as uh, the Northwestern quarterback tried to run a play and then just easily slid into a sack and they went to halftime. So we can kind of tell what's happening here as they're going to go to break now in a 7-7 tie as Ohio State found the end zone right before the break. So we'll give you an update on that from a halftime line and see what's going on there. 24-20, Texas A&M, Florida. They keep going back and forth. We'll give you an update on that and many more scores when we return here on Live Bet Saturday.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. This is Live Bet Saturday on vSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app, featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM Rewards points into 
Oh, no, your MGM points and rewards points, excuse me, that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ethan Kaliak, uh, I listened to it like 10 times. Oh, uh, you had it. Kaliak Manis, <laughs> uh, the backup quarterback from Minnesota, is uh, now on the field? Yes, he is. Uh, they took out Tanner Morgan coming into the second half. Uh, look, if you can't score any points against the Huskers defense, I think that warrants uh, your secondary quarterback coming into the mix here. And look, to his credit, he's thrown some pretty good passes thus far. Minnesota's moving the ball downfield, I guess. Also, too, I, it was only a matter of time before Nebraska's defense kind of lets up. And after Nebraska, their first two offensive possessions got those 10 points. Minnesota's defense also has stepped up. So makes it kind of think a different way about how this game could go down if Nebraska's offense isn't going to do anything. Because uh, I certainly don't put enough stock in this defense to keep holding on. But, hey, maybe he's the new outlook for this Minnesota Gophers program. All right, so. Let us get some updates on the scoreboard before I wanted to dive in because we really haven't given our perspectives. We've given our bet on the Clemson-Notre Dame game, but not really our perspectives as to why we have made these bets. So first off, Air Force Army. This game is uh, still going on. I feel like this game has been going on for an eternity. It only started 30 minutes before these others. Uh, 10-7. we got about six minutes left to go in the third quarter. Air Force is leading. They are a four-and-a-half-point favorite total. Can I, can I tempt you, Danny, to bet over 29-and-a-half in Air Force Army? How much time's left in that game exactly? Five Ten and a half minutes, minutes left in the third. Over time. Uh, I, I guess I'd lean that way a little, but no chance I'd actually bet it. The market's leaning that way too. You're laying a buck 30 if you want to go over 29 and a half. Uh, Texas A&M and Florida. We are at the break. Texas A&M has a 24-20 lead. This is a full game uh, update in terms of the adjustment on a halftime line. Three and a half minus 125 in favor of Texas A&M. Total at 71 and a half. Third quarter just underway between North Carolina and Virginia. Virginia, of course, leading right now 14 10, 14 20 left to go in the third and rolling. North Carolina, despite the four nothing the four point deficit, is a one and a half point favorite, total of 54 and a half. I'll have to, I'll have to dive into the box score here because that's up in the upper left corner of the studio. I haven't watched a ton of it, uh, but we will see if maybe there's something to get into here statistically with North Carolina, who are right now trying to convert a third and five and keep this drive alive, which they're going to do. Uh, Iowa-Purdue, this one's at the break as well. Iowa 17, uh, they are a th- 17, Purdue 3, they, Iowa being, a 13.5-point favorite with a total of 39.5. You have said that Aiden O'Connell is playing the worst game of his career? Oh, it's got to be. I, it's got to be the worst game out of almost any quarterback in the Big Ten this season, and that's saying something going against Petrus and Iowa based on how they've looked. Uh, 10 points off of his turnovers, and it wasn't just turnovers. It was just horrid turnovers. Like, JVT, you and I could have made better throws, probably because it would have been tough for us to throw it over the lineman and that far over the receiver. But nevertheless, it wouldn't have been that bad. I mean, you saw the second one. The first one was really bad. The second one, I don't even know how you play football if that's a throw you make. Five years ago, uh, my buddies and I started a flag a football team uh, for a drive. I had to play quarterback, drop back. It was a perfect read. Ran a slant on the right side. Perfect. They drop back in zone. I was like, this guy's wide open. I threw it 10 yards behind him. So I probably would not have made a better throw 
Uh, but your point stands. You, I don't know. You look <laughs> athletic. You might have done it. But me, I've got tiny hands. I got candy picking hands. I gotta wear I gotta wear gloves if I want to grip the football. All right, Maryland, Wisconsin, Wisconsin 17, Maryland nothing. So the Wisconsin 18 half point favor, total 37 and a half. Third quarter is just getting started. This, Danny, is not a game that I watched. Uh, on the surface, it was one that I was kind of intrigued to watch because Maryland, from mm-hmm. an offensive standpoint, had shown some things. Uh, this weather hasn't really helped. It's not as bad here in Wisconsin, but it still looks pre- clearly uh, pretty muggy and not really a uh, setting for high-flying affairs like uh, this Maryland offense likes. But I am somewhat surprised. I mean, I guess because of the weather setting, it it benefits Wisconsin much more. Uh, but to this point, I am surprised that they are beaten up on Maryland uh, th- to this degree, I'll say. Yeah, like you said, it really just came down to the weather. I think that's going to favor Wisconsin in nine out of 10 games, regardless of what year it is. It's just their style of play, right? They want to run the ball, and then the defense hopefully can smack you down. And look, Tonga Vailoa has been solid for Maryland, and we've seen it firsthand on this show. I, I, I was very, I was actually very interested in this game, too, because at first I was looking at Maryland catching points. It, it was at that weird spot at five, and I'm like, ah, not really worth it. We'll see how it pans out because Wisconsin should be the better team, but I was anti-Wisconsin coming into this year and have been on several occasions. But they have had glimpses where they can move the ball on the ground, and now you're kind of seeing it against Maryland here. And Wisconsin lane 17 in the hook, total at 37 and a half. If I was actually going to do anything, I probably would have bet the total under. Uh, at this point, the ship has kind of sailed a little bit. So maybe if you get a quick score and an adjusted total, you'd bet the under, assuming uh, if it's Wisconsin who scores first, that you know they'll take their foot off the pedal just being Wisconsin. And Maryland hasn't been able to produce anything offensively, and Wisconsin can stop their ground attack if that's all they have. So that would be the only thing I look forward to up there in Madison. So uh, TCU, I don't think we did update our audience on this. TCU did get a field goal right before the break. So they are up 13-10 as the second half gets started. They are facing a second and 18 after, a, I think it was a, a holding penalty because Duggan did get out for a little bit of a nice run. Um, but he just went he just dropped back to pass. And this speaks to what's been going on with TCU's offense, Dan. Like, he's looked kind of off. And I don't know if it's like the calf injuries that we were talking about that kind of hampered him down the stretch of that West Virginia game last week. He had a guy wide open. I shouldn't say wide open. He had a receiver open over the middle. He he looked like me in that instance I talked about in that flag football game. He threw it like five yards behind him, uh, not even in the direction in which he was running. Uh, this has been a very disjointed effort from TCU's offense. And right now they're going to have a third and 18 coming up here. But this has looked um, really bad for TCU when it comes to their offense against Texas Tech today. Yeah, I feel like every time you've brought this up, TCU's facing like a second and long or third and long. And, well, they're up three in their lane, six in the hook. So if you think their defense can maintain that control and, you know, Duggan figures it out at some point, this would be your chance to jump in on the Horned Frogs. I I personally wouldn't want to jump in on your Texas Tech side unless I was catching over a touchdown. Uh, We were also talking about this total. How low would you go until you bet the over? You didn't really see it worth an opportunity because of how poor both offenses have looked. Now it's down to 53 and a half. I'd probably still need it to go lower before we have a serious conversation about it. But man, I, you know, I probably should have been watching this game because I feel like this still maybe could present a good in-game spot. I know again that you're sweating out Texas Tech, but if Texas Tech isn't getting any offense, you really should maybe consider some, well, now the line looked like it adjusted. Have I did something happen in the game or maybe my screen was glitching, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It went um, to like 13 and a half and then jumped off really quick at BetMGM. So yeah, maybe the, it was a malfunction. Yeah, but. that was a malfunction. Unless this punt is about to be muffed and recovered 
uh, and returned okay, for a it's touchdown. Okay, back to six and okay, a half. I was going to say. <laughs> like, Please don't tell me something tragic is about to happen because <laughs> yeah. I don't think I can handle it right now. Uh, all right, so with that, we're running around. We've kind of updated a vast majority uh, of the uh, games that are underway right now that are worth updating. Um, some others, just rapid fire. Northwestern, Ohio State, for those who are just joining us, that's a 7-7 tie at the break. Ohio State for the game, a 14.5-point favorite. In-game total, 38.5. Western Kentucky, 35 nothing lead over Charlotte. Western Kentucky, a 38.5-point favorite. Total of 63.5. Tulane, up 17-10 over Tulsa. 13 minutes left to go in the third. The uh, Tulsa side, 9.5-point favorite. Total of 53.5. Virginia Tech, 20 uh, Georgia Tech 10, 12 and a half points spread in favor of Virginia Tech, total of 49 and a half. And then Nebraska, Minnesota, Nebraska 10, Minnesota 3. I don't have a side in front of me, but that total is on the board at 30 and a half. So, really quickly, I lied. I've been setting this up. We will have to get to this in the next hour, but we do have to get to our pro tip here. Uh, the college football playoff rankings, we opened the hour talking about this, Danny. I wanted to go scorched earth, but we weren't allowed to type curse words in here. Uh, rankings mean next to nothing until the, until the final week. I wouldn't say next to nothing. It means nothing. Uh, betters that, you know, if you want to like talk about shaping your markets or maybe looking at futures off of what Kirk Herbstreet has to say on the college football playoff ranking show, I would say don't do it because even in this iteration, we kind of picked apart the top 10. They're all over the place with the way they decide what to do with these teams. Yeah, it's again, it's all for generating views and what you just think from an eye test standpoint, not really looking incredibly deep down into it until that final week. And a lot of times when we have these situations where an unranked team is a favorite against a ranked team, that's typically a good alert that you should be looking at that unranked team. We saw that example with what Ole Miss and LSU and LSU stomped them out. Not that it happens every time, but more often than not, it seems to. So don't fall in love with these rankings. Don't let it drive you crazy if one of your favorite teams just misses it have some patience and more often than not the best teams will find their way in their appropriate spot so tyler shuck just went downfield on the right side and his wide receiver almost caught it on the back of the defender the problem is he was getting mugged in the middle of the field and they're not going to call pass interference this is going to get reviewed and overturned there's a massive missed call. Texas Tech should probably have a first down well into TCU territory, and instead they're going to have, I think, a fourth down. So we'll update that and much more when we come back last hour of Live Bet Saturday. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.